the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The number one reason that God said you shall have no other gods before me is because there are no other gods. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 20, and I entitled this message just one. There's just one God, there's one law, and that's what it is. See, there's many things in life that there's just one of, right? I mean, like in sports, there's the, the great Bambino, right? That's Babe Ruth. There's just one of them, okay? Or what about basketball? There's Michael Jordan. Now, if you're a Laker fan like me, you know that Kobe Bryant came close, but there's still just one MJ. There's one Ferrari car company. There's all kinds of exotic car companies out there, Lamborghinis, Bugattis, McLarens, but there's just one Ferrari. It's the same for the luxury car world. There's just one Rolls Royce. Now there's Bentleys, there's uh, you know, Mercedes-Benz, uh, Maybachs, uh, Lexuses, BMWs, but again, there's only one Rolls Royce. And then there's just one kind of certain places in the world that just stand out above every other place, like Victoria Falls in Africa, or the geothermal pools of New Zealand. I've been there a few times. The marble caves of Argentina, the Galapagos Islands. These are just one-of-a-kind places. And then there's things that man built that's like, well, they're kind of one-of-a-kind too, like the Roman Colosseum there in Rome, uh, Italy. It's still there today. Or the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Taj Mahal, the Great Wall of China that goes on for tens of thousands of miles. Yes, there are many unique things in the world today, and many of them no longer exist, like certain animals, you know, like dinosaurs. They're extinct as well as woolly mammoths, dodo birds, saber-toothed tigers. But today, as we continue in this study of the commandments of God, we will see and keep our focus on the first two of the Ten Commandments. As you remember from last week, we saw that the Ten Commandments are like a summary. They're like a brief description of the entire law. You know, it covers the main points on how we should live the Ten Commandments do. You know, yet the details are written in the first five books of the Bible, especially Leviticus and Deuteronomy when you're talking about the whole law, because the whole law is not Ten Commandments. It's summed up in 613 laws. That's right. Count them all. It's called the Torah, the law. It's defined as instruction for humanity to live by. It's, it's defined as teaching and statutes and decrees. The Ten Commandments, again, are the refined essence of the bigger law, which is 613 laws. Jesus affirmed the law of God in the Sermon on the Mount. 
The Apostle Paul affirmed the law of God throughout the book of Romans, as does the rest of the New Testament. Yes, the Ten Commandments is a small picture of the bigger law of God. For the Torah, the Pentateuch, the law of God, again, is spelled out in much detail in the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And let's not forget, the law's author is God himself, speaking directly to Moses, who was recording what he was told by God through the voice of God. And he was moved upon by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Again, Moses was only recording what he was told to record. For we are told in 2 Peter 1.20, but know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Know this. God puts all of his emphasis on his written word. But why? Why does he do that? Because God is the divine author. He is the divine originator and the producer of the Bible that we hold in our hands today. That's why the Bible has endured the test of time. Yes, God, the Holy Spirit, spoke to men whom God allowed to use their own personalities, their thought processes and vocabularies to compose and record without error the exact words that God wanted written. That's why the word of God is inerrant, meaning it is without error. The scripture that we hold today, it hasn't changed for thousands of years. It's inspired by God or literally God breathed. That's why we're told in Proverbs 30 verse 5, every word of God is tested. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he reprove you and you be brutal liar. So let's read in context the Ten Commandments, God's law, starting again in Exodus chapter 20. So we're going to read in context all Ten Commandments again. And we're going to do this. We're going to start each of these studies as we look at the individual commandments. But let's read it all in context again. Exodus 20 verse 1. Then God spoke. God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness that is in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the water or under the earth. You shall not worship or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Verse six, but showing loving kindness to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 9, six days you shall labor and do your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath as unto the Lord your God. And in it you shall not do work. You or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea uh, and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Verse 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. 
You shall not steal. Verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Well, there it is, the Ten Commandments within the context of God's holy word that was written and canonized in 167 B.C. by Hebrew scholars. Yes, that's it, as recorded. Now, let's separate them in simplistic order. So if you have your Bible open, you might just want to write next to them. So this way you have all Ten Commandments all in order. So the first commandment is in verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. That's commandment number one. Commandment number two is in verse 4 and 5. You shall not make or worship any image. Commandment number three is in verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Commandment number four is in verse eight. You shall remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Commandment number five is in verse 12. You shall honor your father and your mother. Commandment number six is in verse 13. You shall not murder. Commandment number seven is in verse 14. You shall not commit adultery. Commandment number eight is in verse 15. You shall not steal. Commandment number nine is in verse 16. You shall not bear false witness. And commandment number 10 is found in verse 17. You shall not covet. Well, as you know, here in the 21st century, humanity has completely disregarded God's commands. Man has now adorned his own set of standards that are now new. Now, some of these standards kind of base off somewhat the Ten Commandments, but then, of course, they're significantly changed. These are based on human feelings and understandings that humans have with an eye on political correctness because we don't want to offend anybody. So listen to the new order of man's ideas and man's Ten Commandments. Now, if you go to Wikipedia and you put in, you know, man's Ten Commandments, you're going to see these alternatives to the Ten Commandments. And and they all kind of are summed up in these Ten Commandments I'm going to read you because they're very similar when you look at all of these. So here's how man now interprets his own Ten Commandments. Number one, it's respect and worship any deity within your faith or tradition. Would you think, okay, while you also value and support the right of others to do the same in whatever they worship, okay? Number two, enjoy and support legal guarantees of freedom of religion, belief, and religious practice, assembly, and speech for all, as long as it doesn't cast down or judge any other people group or lifestyle. Commandment number three, Do not use obscene speech in the name of any deities or religion. And we see this happening today, right? You can't say anything about a Muslim or a Buddhist or, you know, like how offensive that is. You know, all these different, you know, phobias that are out there. You know, it's like, except for Christians and Jews. Why is that? You know, it's like, you know, you you can get, you know, Christians and Jews can get tossed under the bus. But everyone else like, oh, no, you can't say anything about them. It's offensive. Uh, Commandment number four in humanity, follow the guidance of your faith or secular tradition every day because every day is special. It's nice. Uh, Commandment number five, help to establish social safety nets so that the very young, the elderly, the sick, the mentally ill, physically disabled, unemployed, poor and broken will receive adequate medical attention and enjoy at least a minimum standard of living. Now, see, this is 
This is really embraced by humanity, really embraced by America today. We've got to make sure everyone's on a level playing field and we've got to take from the rich and give to the poor and all of these things. And see, this makes us feel good about ourselves because we're doing good. We're doing what's right and we're doing what's good. So this is really embraced in our world today. Uh, commandment number six, minimize the harm that you do to others and yourself. Treat others as you wish to be treated. You'll hear many people say, well, I just live my life by the golden rule. Well, what's the golden rule? Well, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them to do to you. And so that's what they say. Well, I just live by the golden rule. And they leave out the other 110 verses that are in the Sermon on the Mount. They just stick with that one verse. Uh, Commandment number seven in humanity. Engage in sexual activity with other people as long as both parties are willing and open. See, where God's very specific, and when we get to thou shalt not commit adultery, we're going to break that down where it covers every aspect of sexuality. And we have to remember, God never said no to sex. He just said, wait on sex. And so uh, this, of course, humanity is, no, do whatever you feel. Whatever the lust of your flesh is, just go for it. Uh, Commandment number eight, do not steal the property of others, except in case of emergency. Then you can attempt to replace it later. Okay. Uh, Number nine, do not lie. Either in or out of court, be honest and truthful at all times. And commandment number 10 is attempt to be satisfied with your current standard of living. Do not obsess over possessions of others. That path leads to personal unhappiness. So that's their version of same thing, you know, do not covet. So that's man's version. So some of it parallels what the Bible says, and then the other part doesn't. But see, that's what happens when you detract away from God's word. We kind of take what we want, but then we don't take what we don't want. See, those are based, again, upon man and thinking that man can govern himself outside of God. But one thing that man has always learned from history is this, that humanity learns nothing from history. We don't learn anything from history. For every single government that man has ever instituted since the beginning of time, every single kingdom, every single country throughout time and history has what? Fallen. Every single government's fallen. Every single one. The last world governing empire was Rome, and it fell from within. Many historians point this to Rome's decline. They say they had a lack of morals. They were totally involved with sexual deviancy. They lived it out in their immoral and promiscuous lifestyles, along with widespread political corruption. Imagine that. They also had a failing economy, really. How did it get to that point? They were heavy in taxation, followed by rising inflation. They were no longer able to compete with foreign trade. They had widespread unemployment, which led to a decline in their ethics and values. Life became cheap. There was widespread bloodshed and a disregard for human life. And we know that through the gladiator games that they had in the Colosseum, and they would feed people to lions all for sport and what have you. You know, as I read this on several history pages, you know, looking at several different opinions of why Rome fell, because they were never conquered, they fell from within. I couldn't stop thinking of how the United States is doing almost step for step, exactly what Rome had done and what caused Rome to fall. That's exactly where we are. Everything I just read is exactly what we're doing. Yes, humanity never seems to learn from humanity's past. One thing for sure, 
When a people group, doesn't matter where they are, what country, what part of the world, when the people group forgets their maker, when they forget God, it's only a matter of time before they cease to exist. This even happened with God's people. It happened with God's people. I mean, it's just like, how many times did they fall away from the Lord and the Lord allowed them to be conquered by other people? But remember, God created man to have fellowship with him. But when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Paradise, that brought a separation between God and man. And that separation caused the free and open communion with God to cease to exist. It ended. They got kicked out of the garden. And God would no longer come down in the cool of the day and hang out with them. So man's state of innocence was now gone. And man found himself in a place where he was unable to comply with the righteous requirements of the holy God that he has sinned against. God said his holiness is a consuming fire. Yes, God has established a set standard for humanity to live by. For those who wish to have a relationship with him. We have to listen to how God tells us to live. That's why he gave us his commandments. Now, people don't have to live by that standard. They don't have to. You know, if they don't want to, God has given each human being their own free will. We can do whatever we want to do. Free will is great in some areas, but it's horrible in other areas because we're able to do things that we know we shouldn't do and sin against God. So we have this free will. We can do as we want. Yet, we have to understand this. One day, we will all stand before the holy and righteous creator God. And he will judge us according to what we have done. You will not stand before God and be having to give an account of the way I live my life. And I will not stand before God having to give an account on how you lived your life. We will all stand before God and one measure have to give an account of everything we've done in the dark, everything that was done in the light, everything that we've done at every aspect of our life. And that is a horrifying thing when you think about it. But for those that listen to God and those that desire to follow him and to live by his commandments, he said this in Exodus 19 verse 5. We looked at it a couple weeks ago. He says, now then, if you will then obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession. And we looked at that word possession. It really means that you will be my own special treasure among all the peoples before the earth is mine. So God says, look, you want to be my special treasure? You want to have a relationship with me? You can. But you must live your life the way that I tell you to live your life, as the creator, as the one that, by the way, is allowing your heart to beat in your chest with no batteries. So with that as a backdrop, let's look at the first commandment. Let's read together, picking up in verse one again. It says, then God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Here it is, verse three, commandment number one. You shall have no other gods before me. Yes, commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Here is the main reason. The number one reason that God said you shall have no other gods before me is because there are no other gods. There are no other gods. Now, I was reminded here in the first service, you know, because, you know, there is powers that seem to happen in other type places and religions and what have you. There is 
another power source, which is a limited power source, but is a spiritual power source, which is Satan himself. So if you ever see anything happen in some religion or some, you know, somebody worshiping some false something and something supernatural seems to happen, that's Satan, because that's all there is. There is God, and then there's a created being. His name was Lucifer. He tried to raise himself above God in heaven. He got cast down. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like a lightning bolt to the earth. God allowed him to be the God of this earth, small g, God of this earth, which means he's not a God at all. He's an angel, a created being, but he is a supernatural being. And we see times that power can happen through things like, remember when Moses went into Pharaoh and remember he dropped the staff, it turned into a serpent. And then the sorcerers come in and they drop their staff saying it turned into serpents. Well, how did that happen? That was a supernatural act. Well, that was by Satan. And so there is no other gods. You have a fallen angel that has been given rule over the earth, and he can make certain supernatural things happen. Now, here's one caveat that you need to understand here. In the last days, which we're living in now, the activity from Satan will be increased so much so that people will be hoodwinked into thinking that there is other powers and other gods because he will be allowed to do even more. And that's recorded in Matthew chapter 24 in the Olivet Discourse. And possibly, uh, you know, you've seen this uptick in UFOs and everything, that could all be just given by Satan, just again, to think that there is, you know, powers outside and what have you. So, so if there's any other power that happens, it's not because there's another God, there's a fallen angel that has supernatural powers, it's limited, and, and that would happen through Satan himself. But getting back here to our text, there are no other gods. We are called to worship the one and only true supreme creator God. There are simply no other gods, period. Now, as you know, there are those who will worship other so-called gods, but they simply do not exist. The Bible even names 34 false gods that the people of the Old Testament worshipped. Again, if there was any special traits that any of these had, it was just Satan working through an individual, what have you. There was Ammon, the sun god, Asherah, which was a female goddess of love. This is an early sign of pornography. It was a, a sexualized statue of a female deity, of god of sex and love. Baal was the principal false god of the Old Testament. There was Chemish, the Moabite god. Dagon, a half fish, half man god, the Philistines worshipped. Then, of course, there was the golden calf that the people of God uh, worshipped. Then there was the god of Moloch, the, the people sacrificed live babies to. And there were many more, again, a total of 34. And not much has changed today. The Hindus have multiple gods. There are the Chinese gods, Celtic gods, Greek gods, Zeus, all of those, African gods. There are Aztec gods, Maya gods. In Hong Kong, you can go to the temple of 10,000 Buddhas, and they, I guess they forgot to count because they actually have 13,000 Buddhas in the temple of 10,000 Buddhas, okay? And many of them have different expressions and poses. This way, people can find the one that they like. So that means you can go to the happy Buddha. Oh, I worship the happy Buddha. I'm the happy person. Then there's the mean Buddha. There's the vengeful Buddha. There's, I mean, you can find whatever one you want because it wants to give you what you want. Now, if people don't want to travel all the way to Hong Kong, people can go to your Kaya, California, and there's a temple of 10,000 Buddhas there too, you know? So it's like, this is crazy. It's insane. 
But there is only one God, and He is the creator of all things, seen and unseen. And whatever, you know, suppose of these other gods that do where Satan works within the, in the midst of that and everything, we'll see Satan at the end. The Bible tells us when we see him in the end, we'll say, is this the one that deceived nations? Is this the one that fooled so many people? Yes, he's just a regular, unsurprisingly lack of anything person when we see him in his actual presence because he does everything through deception and God said in a masculine terminology here in verse 3 you shall not have like don't even think about it do not have this is an emphatic statement God doesn't want us to worship any other anything again why because there are no other gods Any power that comes out that seems like it's working is only a fallen angel, Lucifer. They don't exist. So God said in Jeremiah 2.11 to his own people, has a nation changed gods when they are not gods? Like, why are you worshiping all these other people? God said in the Old Testament through Jeremiah. Why are you worshiping all this Asherah and Baal? They're not gods. They don't even exist. But my people, he says, have changed their glory for that which does not profit them. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also get via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.